On this episode of How to Actually Change the World, we talk to Mayor of Virginia Beach and Regent alum, Bobby Dyer. Bobby D, as he's asked us to call him, got his PhD in organizational leadership in 2001 and was named the number three best mayor in the country. Enjoy the show. All right. Well, welcome everyone to the show, How to Actually Change the World. My name is Darvin Wentes. And I'm Ray Pearson Ben. And we are your hosts for this podcast. We are so excited. This is awesome. We get the chance to talk with pretty incredible people and share their stories with you guys and uh, just share what's going on with the people that have come to Regent who have been a part of our story at large. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's been exciting. Darvin, I'm very much a fan of this person because I am a Virginia Beach girl. Mm -hmm. And so I'll let you introduce him, but I am a fan. No, you introduce (laughs) him. Well, I am excited to welcome the mayor of the city of Virginia Beach, who happens to be a graduate of Regent University, Mayor Bobby Dyer. It is such an honor to be back home. Yes. (laughs) That's where the applause applause would be if we had it. So, (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Oh, it's my honor and privilege. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And we're so excited to have you here to talk with our audience, uh, which will likely be a lot of people from Mm -hmm. Hampton Roads, Mm -hmm. uh, which is awesome because you're the mayor of Virginia Beach. So, um, yeah, starting off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, something that maybe people don't know. Uh, You are the mayor, so I think people probably know a lot, but... uh, He's so shy. You still have so much more (laughs) than No, I don't think so, you know, but... uh, (laughs) Yeah, let me put it this way. I kind of have a joke about myself, actually quite a few, but I I go by Bobby D. Uh, I only (laughs) tell people I'm mayor on Tuesdays, Bobby D the rest of the week. You know, because, you know, when you're out in the village, you're out at Wawa, you're out at mm-hmm. uh, Sam's Club. Mm-hmm. You don't want people saying, there's the mayor. I can't talk to him. Yeah. But if mm-hmm. they say, there's Bobby D, you, you know, I'll tell you what, you got to be the mayor for 460,000 people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've done a great job of being the mayor, and it's no surprise to me and, and certainly to you and the folks who are listening uh, that you're a believer because oh, yeah. you you are anointed and you are walking out what's been ordained by God. And so I know that you are a Jersey boy. I know this. And so I wanted to, I wanted to know what brought you here from Jersey. Well, I jokingly tell people I was here originally on a witness relocation program, but <laughs> but you know, but don't tell anybody. Um, I won't. I no, won't tell anybody. Uh, don't you tell anybody out there? <laughs> no, that, that, that is the secret that must be kept. No, but actually, um, I was blessed. Uh, you know, I've been in healthcare for I was in healthcare for four and a half decades, and I was vice wow. president of a hospital in New Jersey wow. at Meadowlands Hospital. It was a cool gig. I was very close to Giant Stadium, so, wow. you know, don't want to offend all the other teams. <laughs> uh, but, um, but, but you know, uh, there was a corporate merger, downsizing, and mm. I, I got uh, downsized out of a job, came to a visit a friend. There was a house for sale on Lake Christopher in Virginia Beach that wow. could not touch in New Jersey for the price. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Okay, let's go ahead and make the uh, change." Wow! Isn't uh, it isn't it impressive how God 
orders your steps to a place. Yeah. You know, I think it's it's really something when you talk to people about what bought them where they are. Yeah. And yeah. had you had any idea at that time that you were going to be the mayor? No, and I think you know there's a funny time. And you know, it, it's disappointing at first when you get uh, you lose a job for any reason, even with a downsizing. And it's a kick in the ego. Uh, but, you know, the other thing is you come to realize when you look back and you say, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have met uh, the love of my life, who mm-hmm. is a region connection. I, you know, she was uh, in the uh, business office and mm-hmm. I was the admin dean. And wow. uh, while we were dating, she would still dog me for my visa statements. And... Uh, you know, yeah, she's the love of my life and, uh, you know, the rock of my foundation. Look Praise at God. that. That's awesome. Yeah, tell, tell us about her. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I, what What is that life like? What is, you You don't have to go into too much detail. No, but please, please, please just tell us. No, but I'll tell you what. You, you know, it's the type of thing, you, you know, when Jesus sends you a gift, you embrace it. Mm-hmm. And uh, another one of the jokes about myself was everything in my life uh, I attained uh, was after I turned 50 years old. Mm. I got married for the first time. Mm. I got my doctorate from Regent. Wow. And then I also uh, got elected to city council. You know wow. what that means? I didn't do squat my first half century. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, all the things, you know, uh, you know, without Regent, I wouldn't have got my doctorate, but I would never have met my wife. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I am so blessed. It's unbelievable. Well, that, I think that's really encouraging to folks that's list, that are listening as well, because that lets you know that God can use you all throughout your life. Mm-hmm. And it, you don't have to be a, a Gen Zer. Yep. You know, you don't have to be right out the box, right out the box, fresh and new. Um, he makes you new. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just it's a beautiful thing to hear that you said at 50, you had a whole nother th- a whole nother oh, direction yeah. that you were going. Yeah. yeah. And that was that was here in Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. And you I think this is a great transition to this. Like you were brought to Regent mm-hmm. and that brought you to your wife. What brought like what was the thing that said I'm going to go to Regent? I want to go and pursue more education there. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Back in the mid '90s, I took a teaching gig with uh, Old Dominion Teaching in the Physical Therapy Program. Mm. Okay. And to continue, you know, and I really liked teaching. I really liked touching youth and you know getting involved in people's lives and careers. But you had to have this thing called a PhD. Mm. And at the time, uh, Regent was starting a brand new leadership program. Mm. And just so you, I didn't know if you know, I was in the charter class. You know, you know I the didn't first know that. class. Wow. Okay. You know, of then Center for Leadership Studies, which okay. became the School of Leadership Studies. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, I started here, uh, met uh, Trish even back when I was a student. Um, but you know, this, you know, that's basically, uh, you know, I wound up here quite frankly out of convenience because I only live two miles from here. Uh, okay. But then once I was here, you know, I, you know, I found I gained the foundation and the spirit and the faith mm. 
yeah. uh, that I need that, that I need that eventually would sustain me during some challenging times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, God. so you've already told me that you met your wife and she was a staff member here, right? Yep. So we know how inspirational she was and how she grabbed hold of your heart and never let it go. But who was the the professor or staff member academically that inspired you? Bruce Winston. Oh, tell me oh, about yeah. Bruce. I'll tell you what. He was a uh, tough taskmaster with a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. And uh, he inspired me because, um, yeah, yeah I, I got another joke about myself that I'll set the table for this one. Yeah, my nickname is Bobby D. I'm mm-hmm. a PT, physical therapist, with a PhD with ADHD. <laughs> and all of a sudden, uh, now they got a, uh, you know, I, I need this doctor thing. And when I came here, I was scared to death. The technology was just starting with, uh, you know, the blackboard type uh, mm-hmm. distance ed. We were on a hybrid thing, and I was scared to death mm-hmm. uh, about the technology of the education, about my ability to learn, um, having a very short attention span. Uh, you know, when it comes to reading, I have what I call a reader's digest attention span. <laughs> you know, short I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, short stories are great. Technical yep. journals are <laughs> tedious. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. but somehow you make it through and. Uh, yep. You know, but uh, Bruce Winston was by far, uh, he was always there. He guided me on my, uh, you know, doctorate. And, you know, he was always there for me, but a very inspirational teacher. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I was a student here at Regent as well. Uh, and I have a little tie-in. I was one of the first students in the marketing program. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, so it's... These pioneers, it's look within, at you guys. <laughs> it's within the business school, so it's not like I started a new school, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure my year was the very first year that they offered the marketing mm. program. It wasn't available when I applied. Yeah. They, and then I switched yeah, over. Yeah, we refer to us as the pioneers. Yeah, I know. The folks that the testing was done on. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, we were. To improve the program <laughs> we later definitely on. definitely were. Yeah. I, you know, I, I did my degree, and it was such an amazing experience. What would you say was, like, one like one moment within uh, – and, you know, all of our experiences are a host of moments. It's not just one moment that changes everything. Sometimes it is, but most of the time it's not. Most of the time it's a lot of different moments. But what, was, what would you say is one moment that you felt the Lord like really moving and changing things while you were here at Regent? While I was here at Regent, mm-hmm. uh, getting me through my comps, uh, you, you know, mm-hmm. to you know, yeah. get ready to do a dissertation. Mm-hmm. Um, doing a dissertation um, to get a doctorate is a rough taskmaster especially when you had self-doubts about yourself mm-hmm. academically mm-hmm. and being able to do the work. So t- for me, it was a little bit more uh, laborious mm-hmm. than uh, you know people thought. But, but one of the things that I really found that gave me an element of strength, um, you know, my dad died when I was 13, mm. and I was ca- mm. kind of a uh, rudderless ship for a number of years. Mm-hmm. I actually dropped out of high school at 17. Really? Yeah. Wow. And, you know, my, I have another claim to fame that I dropped out of the same high school that the comedian Jerry Lewis dropped out of Irvington High. 
And I went into Paris Island. Their dropouts do well. Yeah, yeah they dropouts do, do well. They do, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, May 1st of 68, I went into the Marine Corps, went to Paris Island. And it was a tough time. Uh, Vietnam was hot and heavy mm-hmm. with the Tet Offensive. Uh, it was only a short time after Martin Luther King was assassinated. Mm. And scared 17-year-old kid and making it through Paris Island. So even though you have the challenges, mm-hmm. you find a way to get through. Mm-hmm. And even when I was at Regent having those academic challenges, you find a way to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clint, e- Clint Eastwood said in the movie Heartbreak Ridge, where he played the part of a Marine, and I was a jarhead, improvise, adapt, overcome. Mm-hmm. And those are the three words I live by. Mm-hmm. Now, you have you have your doctorate, and you're doing well, and you hop out there in the p- political realm, mm-hmm. and you become the mayor. So tell me about what are the challenges that you face and how you bring your faith into those. Well, I tell you what, um, you know, people often ask me how it, how it is to be the mayor of the largest city in the Commonwealth. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I go back to Clint Eastwood. The good that, the, the he good, likes Clint Eastwood. Uh, uh, make my day. <laughs> um, no, but uh, the movie, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, but it's mostly good. Mm-hmm. It's mostly good, but it's got its problems, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't too long after I got sworn in that we had a mass shooting where 12 people lost their lives and people wounded and mm-hmm. hundreds of people wis- witnessed the carnage we would never um, hope anybody would see. Mm-hmm. There is no playbook. Mm-hmm. that anybody can go by on how to react. Mm-hmm. And at times where you feel weak and vulnerable, but you have to be strong, you find a way. And the best thing to do is have that um, solid foundation of faith and belief and know that you're going to help make things better Mm-hmm. You can't go back and fix what went wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you can, you know, be. But let me let me just say this. You know, the one thing humbling about being mayor: no mayor does anything by him or herself. It's mm-hmm. the people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one thing I'm very proud of about Virginia Beach is that we are a very faith-based community of many faiths. Mm-hmm. And that's the glue that holds us together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's where I find my strength. Yeah. I found the strength in faith. I, I want to do a follow-up to that because knowing it is it is my home. It's my hometown. And we are such a large city. And over the years have become such a very diverse city. Mm-hmm. So how do you, as a Christian, represent a city filled with so many different viewpoints and, and, and feel like you're able to still stand firmly rooted in your faith. Remember that you know you don't treat people as a group, you treat people as an individual. Um, you know, back in the day, I went to see a friend of mine that was wounded in Vietnam mm-hmm. at the Philadelphia VA hospital and I decided that I became a physical therapist. And even then I had to overcome quite a bit of academic 
challenges mm-hmm. taking chemistry, physics, and all yeah, that PT's stuff. Not I, an easy program. Yeah, mm-hmm. That I totally forgot everything once I got my uh, diploma. <laughs> uh, Thank you for letting us know that. Yeah. Good. I, I will not go to no, your no, office. It was, to it, go get it was the chemistry and the physics <laughs> part of it. Uh, you know. But, but having the opportunity to work with people. And while I was working on my doctorate in the 90s, and, uh, you, know, they, you know, they tell you that being a politician is a part-time job. Don't believe it. Mm-hmm. I got paychecks to prove it. Um, you know, I literally worked with thousands of people in Virginia Beach, in mm-hmm. Norfolk, in Portsmouth, all over. Yeah. And, you, you know, it was different races, different socioeconomic, different uh, lifestyles and everything. You just get used to working with people. And we are a very unique city. Virginia Beach is considered one of the most blended cities in the country in terms of people integrating and living with each other in the same city. And everybody's going to have a different perception of the city. Mm -hmm. But once again, you know, the thing is to let people know what a great city we live in. When you think about we live in a city where people spend a fortune to come down here as tourists, Mm -hmm. and we get to live here. Mm -hmm. We got schools. We got the safest city in the country. It's not to say that, look, we're not immune from what's going on in the world Mm -hmm. throughout the United States. Mm -hmm. But in Virginia Beach, we're pretty we're doing pretty good uh, darn good mm-hmm. yeah. and you know it's you know we went through a mass shooting we had a civil unrest and we went through covid mm-hmm. and through adversity you find opportunity and i think we were able to galvanize as a city mm-hmm. and i'll be honest with you if i do one bragging point about our city is i i'm hard pressed to find a city made it through COVID better than we did. Mm -hmm. So, and we gave a lot back to the community. Yeah, Mm -hmm. praise God. Man, well, can you believe that? We've, time's just flying by. It It always (laughs) flies by when we're having good conversation. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back and we'll be going into some more and let's brag on our city. Our Mm -hmm. city is a great city. So yes, thank you. Let's totally do that. So we'll take a break and we'll be right back with you guys. Well, we're back, and we've been sitting here with Mayor Bobby Dyer, uh, and it's been so fun so far. And we're very excited to continue talking about our city and about the things that he's been doing in our city. Uh, thank you again, Bobby Dyer, for being with us. And I think Arnold Schwarzenegger once said in the movie, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we are here back. Here we are. <laughs> I think he did. And, you know, I think we have it all set up wrong. I think we should actually have uh, just one mic here that <laughs> Mayor Dyer standing here giving well, us I some- mean, he's Stand up. He's pretty. Uh, he's got stand up. He can do impressions. I'm yeah, just telling you. I mean, you. like, if, if Mayor doesn't work out, I think you could go into stand up comedy. He it. ranks, though. He ranks in the nation, though, as a mayor. He does. He does. It, what, it, remind us what this number was. Oh, my God. You know, you know some organization said I was. Um, He's like in the top five. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I, uh, let me put it this way: you know, when when you stop being humble, you should stop being mayor. And you know, um, you, it could be like a Frank Sinatra lyric: "Riding high in April, shot down in May." Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you can be a star one uh, day, and you yeah. know things happen. So 
but it was an honor to be considered yeah. know, one of the most effective mayors in yeah. the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that is so cool. By that, the grace of God. Uh, yes. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Praise mm-hmm. God. Because we need good leadership. That is mm-hmm. that is a need for the cities to prosper. You know, I, I talk about this with my fiance actually a lot. Uh, just had to put a plug in. Yeah, he gave, uh, her, he gave her a little shout out there. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I talk about this a lot with her that our call and what, what our marriage will have to be is looking to what the, the scriptures say. And the scriptures say in Jeremiah, when he's talking to the exiles, he's saying, seek the good of the city. Seek the good of the city. Go and marry their people. Go and have children in that city and seek its prosperity. And that's what we are to do. Whatever city we're living in, whether it's Philadelphia, whether it's New York, whether it's California, San Diego, any of the different places that you live, Virginia Beach, which is our city, we seek the prosperity of the city. And you have been doing that in your role. And I am so thankful for that. let me just say, I have a saying, I want everybody in the city to uh, drink from the same cup, C-U-P, community, unity, prosperity, mm-hmm. and to be that city of yes, to be that city mm-hmm. of inclusion for everybody, yeah. uh, that you know people want to come here and raise their families. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really funny. One of the biggest challenges uh, we've had is... You know, we, our economy was focused on the military and tourism and mm-hmm. things of that nature. But now, uh, you know, we're having offshore wind coming in. Mm-hmm. We got cables coming in, technology. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a saying that friends don't let uh, their, uh, let their friends' kids go to work in Northern Virginia anymore. We're gonna have a, <laughs> oh, uh, you're you're going to have a job right here. And we're going to keep your family right here. That's in right. Virginia Beach. That's right. Yeah, I love it. And I actually, I wanted to just highlight this for our listeners out there. I work with a youth group and we have this one student is 17 years old. I didn't know he was 17 and I had asked him this just yesterday. Uh, and he was like, yeah, I'm 17 years old. And here you are telling us about what you were doing when you were 17. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's such an inspirational mm-hmm. story because you have walked through so many different stages mm-hmm. of your life and there is so much available in in anyone's life to them. And you have so many options, so many opportunities to what was it? It was uh, adapt or in, improvise, improvise, adapt, overcome. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's so many opportunities to do that throughout our life. And um, it's just great that you shared that story with uh, us. I so, appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, right. Well, I, I wanted to ask you, and I, I will go ahead and admit that I have had the pleasure of, of working mm-hmm. with with Mayor Dyer and supporting his efforts um, for some years because not only am I a Virginia Beach girl, but I also at one point worked for the city of Virginia Beach and love Virginia Beach. Um, but what are the initiatives that you felt like that you set in motion that, that were God-ordained? Well, being that city of inclusion and, you know, uh, appreciating the faith-based communities. Um, You know, and at no time was faith-based needed, especially after the mass shooting. I hate Mm -hmm. to keep on deferring to that. But I tell you what, it was a time of challenge. Yes. And, uh, you know, it was amazing the way people came together, Mm -hmm. and especially even during the covid Mm-hmm. when we were so challenged mm-hmm. to see the communities come together to help 
elderly out mm-hmm. and doing things and doing those random acts of you know kindness, kindness to mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. You know, as, as mayor, you see things through a different optic, even as you do as a council person. And you know, I, I've come to appreciate what a city manager and a management go through, mm-hmm. what city staff to go through, um, what it takes to run a big city in terms of having police, fire, EMS, and mm-hmm. let's not forget 911. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. not forget public works. Let's not uh, forget public utilities. Uh, or, you know, all the many, many parts it takes to have a city our size yep. run 24-7 as magnificently as it does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's not forget the mayor. Uh, but, you know, once again. <laughs> yeah, Listen, yeah, the, the humility. Yeah, I love no, it. No, no. <laughs> a mayor is an interchangeable part. Okay. Uh, but once again, it, you know, it's the, um, the DNA of a city. Mm-hmm. You know, we are a city of heroes. When you think mm-hmm. about our military mm-hmm. presence, you think about the military people, men and women serving in uniform, but yeah. also their spouses and family that are part of here. The, the kids in school playing soccer, you know, while the parent is a soccer coach. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the sense of community that you find all over the city, it, you know, I, I never cease, cease to be amazed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Where, uh, where do you see, like, you know, faith, especially your, your Christian faith, um, that role, we were just talking about this idea of pluralism pluralism is the big word for mm-hmm. where you know all getting together and living as a community regardless of all the diverse differences and, and things and actually functioning as a community mm-hmm. um how do you see your your christian faith sometimes like actually butting heads with the whole of diversity of faiths that you have in your own decision making for your own life and then also how you're working as a mayor you know you have to think very pluralistically you have to think i i want to seek the good of all of these people um so how do you see that like challenged do things with good intentions for everyone yes mm-hmm. it comes down to intentions and the thing is not everybody agrees and we live in a world right now of chaos and division and everything mm-hmm. bill bridges mm-hmm. talk to people yeah the good Lord gave me two ears and one mouth. Do more listening than talking. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. But, but the other thing is determine what we have in common, not what we have dividing us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing to do, you have to provide the means and the bridges to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Ray can tell you, help started a idea commission, mm-hmm. inclusion, diversity, equity, and accessibility. And that's morphing into a more of a thing where we're finding a lot of the ills mm-hmm. of society mm-hmm. are rooted in, you know, the loss of family structure mm-hmm. and depression, yeah. mm-hmm. mental, uh, you know, situations. Yeah. So let's you got to focus on the problems that mm-hmm. exist and not be afraid to have those tough conversations to get to the root of the problem mm-hmm. and yeah. come up with solutions. Yeah. Remember, it's not what you say; it's how you say it, how you receive it. But you know, be t- but you know, just being out, you know out there with the community, and believe it or not, listen to the community. They know they know their communities better than we do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I do. You know, because we see you at this point of your life, and you clued us in to 
parts of your life that neither one of us knew. I didn't know about it. And Darvin, you didn't know about like mm -hmm. a, a, when you were 17 and and you made the choice to leave school. You know, I don't like drop out, but <laughs> you left school. Um, I'd like at this point for you to tell people who are listening when you're discouraged, when when you when you are feeling challenged, when you are going through that point and you feel like you're overwhelmed and you should give up. What is it in you that pushes you forward and pushes you towards the mark? Mm -hmm. Help encourage them. Well, let me put it this way. You know, once again, uh, you know, as a mayor, especially in my first couple of years, it was one challenge after another. And, uh, you know, I felt like a member of the fire department. I got one put out, another one would pop up. Um, but, you know, I, I go back to one day in particular. Um, you know, after the mass shooting, uh, that weekend was very chaotic, as you're very, very much aware. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I think I gave something around the 40 interviews, mm -hmm. you know, and Vice Mayor Wood, uh, you know, helped out there. And I think as a city, we were able to craft a message that, uh, be honest with you, a lot of the media from around the world said that, you know, our response was, you know, phenomenal. And so I got to compliment uh, your group back then. But there was a day, that, you know, but once again, you know, I was kind of the public face of things. Mm -hmm. But there was one day I was on my way, believe it or not, to CBN, and I was going to be interviewed by uh, um, Mr. Rob, you know, uh, Gordon Robertson. Mm -hmm. And I heard on the radio the names of all the victims being read. Mm -hmm. And I had an emotional meltdown. Mm -hmm. So I was able to, uh, I'm sitting at the parking lot at CBN, and I said, oh my God, I'm going to be on air in 15 minutes, and I'm not ready for this. So I called a very dear friend of mine, uh, Brian, who was uh, not only my campaign manager, but a very dear friend and who knows me better than I do. And he said, dude, you got to get it together use everything that you got learned in the Marine Corps and everything you got, and you go out there and do the job. And, you know, I think I did one of my best interviews with Gordon that day. Mm -hmm. And that was all grounded in faith. Mm -hmm. it, you know, just reaching back. And, you know, it was like Joseph being in the pit for so long and, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, having, you know, it, you, you read about all the stories in the Bible about people going through despair, mm -hmm. but rising, being the phoenix rising through the ashes. Mm -hmm. and, but once again, you know, it's relying on other people, not trying to do it yourself. You know, you know rely on other people. Come up with a safety net of people that you trust that are people of like mind and spirit and faith, and they will sustain you yeah. during mm -hmm. the tough times. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's such that that's such great advice, Amen. and I, I think that's that's great wisdom for people. Um, because I, I and I'd love to know what who would you say are the people in your life, maybe not necessarily within your political sphere, but you know who have been those personal rocks that stand there with you and have been that safety net for you. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, I have a network of, you know, friends, but also you learn from other the effective leaders in life. Mm -hmm. um, I regard myself as a Reagan Republican. Now, I'm not a hyper-partisan guy at all. Uh, you, you know, I am mm -hmm. by background Catholic. And, uh, yeah, but 
Reagan was the type of thing, he was an effective communicator. He had a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had, it was tough when he was, but he worked collaboratively with um, you know, you know, other people in other parties and uh, got things done. And what I've learned from that was, you know, when we got shut down with the COVID, and if you recall, mm-hmm. we, we had discussions with the you know, governor, mm-hmm. opposite party, Governor Northam, and we were able to broker together a deal. We got our beaches open. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, my goodness, what would happen if we didn't have that happen? Mm-hmm. It's willingness to put your own personal ego aside yeah. and say, okay, what is right? What is not political? You know, being flexible, adaptable, be willing to find a compromise somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I guess you'll find out that, that when you get married, that, that, uh, that's going to be an essential skill set. Yeah. He okay. needs to get that now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah start working on it. Oh, my uh, No, but, 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 but once again, it, you, know, uh, you, know, uh, you know, surround yourself with people of like mind and spirit who have a unified vision that will sustain you when you're, fa- when you're falling. Yeah. You know, Christ needed a hand bearing his cross on his final mm-hmm. journey. You know, there are people out there that are going to be willing to help you allow them to. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. This has been like such a great, yeah. such a great time of a lot of wisdom. Thank you for sharing that with us and with our audience. And we are uh, right That's at it? the very end. It's it's always so wild having having you. We just have fly time by. for one more question, but though, yes, right? we have time for one more question, and uh, this is a question that we ask of all of our interviewees: How does one actually change the world, from your perspective? It's really a simple answer. It's not complex. One person at a time. Hmm. If you throw a pebble into a pond, it creates a little ripple. I love mm-hmm. the ripple effect. But mm-hmm. when you start throwing many, many pebbles in, and then it becomes a boulder, and then eventually can create a tsunami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really comes from individuals looking into their hearts and minds. It's the individual mm-hmm. that can go out and touch a group of people that need touching, that yeah. need the help, that need, uh, you know, with help with their self-esteem, elderly that need a ride to the doctor's mm-hmm. office. Make positivity contagious. Yeah. Make acts of good deeds contagious. Yeah. Let other people see it. That's how people really learn That's vicariously. Right. Mm-hmm. And when people start saying, I want to be like that person. Mm-hmm. And then they start, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. So that's how you do it. You change by one person at a time. And then, you know, this way, uh, that's how you can have the greatest influence on people. Wow. What a great answer. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, We are so excited. This has been a really great interview today. Uh, If you'd like to catch more, please come and listen to How to Actually Change the World as we talk with incredible people. Please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell if you're watching on YouTube. And Bobby Dyer, thank you. 
Thank you. Tell yes, please tell your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and tell your friends all about Bobby Dyer and how <laughs> awesome Mayor uh, Dyer is uh, and how awesome our city is. And no, i tell you what. Let's focus on how awesome our city is because you know something? You know, as you get married and get ready to raise a family, <laughs> guess what? You're talking about the future. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, what's true today has to be sustained, yep. you know, and we have to make it better. Yeah. Let's bring it back to families. Yes. Families yes. are the simplest form of government. Mm. We need families. Yeah. Amen. What a great word. Well, thank you guys for watching. Thank you, Mayor Dyer. We'll see you guys on the next one. I'm Darvin Wentes. Ray Pearson Ben. And right. keep on calling me Bobby D. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna get that last one. Uh, I love it. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs>